It's the Dogcast, episode number 240. Bulldogs lose to the Mississippi State Bulldogs, 24-14. to 14. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're looking for us to bring the fire and brimstone and the yelling and screaming and all that stuff, we're just, we're past that. The time for yelling and screaming is over with. It's it's just a sad black day. It's and we're all Hindenburg and Titanic here in the bunker today. Okay, dog fans, this is the Dogcast. This is episode 240. The date is the 26th of September. It's September 26th. The dogs lost to Mississippi State last night, 24 to 12. And and the date is September 26th. It's not the day after Thanksgiving. No, and we are totally irrelevant in the SEC. Yes, we are. Now, look, me and Old Dog have been arguing for about 30 minutes about what we're going to talk about, and we're on the edge of this argument. I'm just, I'm cutting you in to what we're going to talk about here, or what we may not talk about. Let's talk about the game last night. We could, well, before we, before we do that. Let's talk about the Falcons. Before we do that, the Falcons, let's big talk win. about how stupid can Dimitri Baker B. Well, he's no longer even with the team, but yeah. And nor he, should how... and nor and nor should be. He is a kid, I mean and is this the kind of dumbass we are recruiting? I mean, with everything else going on, this guy thinks maybe the best thing for me to do is go out and get drunk and then get caught by the police. I mean I agree. It's unfortunate timing. I mean, how how bad can it get? And and did Coach Rick even want to come out of his house today with this going on? Can you imagine, and, like, in all the other things that Coach Rick is getting right now, you know, I mean, you know the kind of phone calls he's getting, the kind of heat he's taking right now. And they're like, oh, and <laughs> just in other news, we had yeah. a player go out after coming home from Mississippi, from Starkville. We have a player go out and get drunk and catch a DUI, plus two other charges. You know, I mean, how, I mean, he should be thrown off, and, and I'm glad he's gone, but he should be thrown off the team just for sheer damn stupidity if nothing else because i don't care if an 18 year old gets out and drinks or not because because when i was that age it was legal and i certainly don't care about that but i'm telling you we don't need a dumb ass like that on the team and unfortunately i think we got too many of them on there now okay so here we go the dogs lose last night um and all anybody wants to talk about today is 
Is Rick gone? Is Rick going to stay? Is Rick gone? Is Rick going to stay? Let's talk about that all damn day, because that's all we've got to talk about. Except, is Rick gone? Is Rick going to stay? I think Rick is gone. I think Rick's going to stay. I think I think he's going to get fired. Will he make it to the end of the season? Will he fire him the day after the season? Will he fire him two days after the season? And on 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 and on. Let's talk about that all day. And I've told Old Dog that that is the Thanksgiving show. And we're not going to do the Thanksgiving show on September 26th. No, and you and I are on two totally different. We're absolutely polar on that 180 degrees. We are, but not for the reasons that you might think. It has nothing to do with me being in man love with Coach Rick, okay? And I'm not happy with Coach Rick, and I'm not happy where the program is. And I – we – and – Let's talk about the game because this is what I wanted to say about the game. Because, you know, after the Arkansas game last week, old dog, we came on the air and I had lots of good, little, happy, shiny things to tell the dog fans. Things like, well, you know, the defense is a work in progress. And, you know, we gave up less points to Arkansas than we did last year. So that's and we a, were just, we, so were that's just a shiny, we were shiny, happy people. Well, I was trying to be shiny and happy. And I said things like, hey, we scored 24 points. We scored 14 in the, in the fourth quarter when we absolutely had to have it. And this team, you know, kind of grew up a little bit and maybe came together a little bit. And sure, we lost. And sure, we gave up the big play. But if you take out those big plays that we knew were going to happen to a new defense, otherwise the defense isn't doing so bad. You had Todd Grantham saying, man, defense played its ass off for 56 plays, but for four plays we played bad. And that was the four plays that were the difference. So we all hung our hat on the fact that the defense was coming around, and the offense was putting up points, and maybe we're getting better. And we're going to go to Starkville and play an inferior team, a JUCO team, in a JUCO stadium, and we're going to do better. But we didn't do better. No, we didn't. And and I saw a team on the field last night that just, I mean, I'm going to call it like it is, just really didn't give a shit. One way or the other. I, I mean, they could have cared less whether they won or lost. And if I hurt some feelings, that's just what it is. There was no emotion. There was no nothing. They just showed up, and it was it was pitiful. And I was I was really ashamed of of our effort in that game last night. It it was pretty bad. I mean, I, I I'm with you, old dog. I you know I like I said, I tried to be positive. After that Arkansas loss, tried to think, hey, we're three weeks in, we're one and two. I was saying stuff like, hey, you know, if Florida and LSU played that same schedule, hell, they might be one and two also. But nobody's saying that today. That's over with. We can't, our, you know, Boykin, he returns a kickoff out of the end zone, gets to like the damn 12. And, and acts like he's pissed off. If he's got to down the ball in the end zone. I know. And then, and then the, I'm just starting with special teams. I mean, there's so many, there's so much blame to spread around on both sides of the ball, but you know. It is, it is like jam on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We absolutely refuse to even try for punt return yards. Hell, we've just conceded punt return. You can't tell me, old dog. That out of all those guys, all those speedsters with hands, and I'm not, and we got them. 
guys like Sanders Cummings and Brandon Boykin and Vance Cuff and man, we got a hundred of those guys on the roster. You can't tell me one of those guys is not willing to say, hey, put me back there, man. I'll catch a punt and run it. You know what I mean? I'll do something with it. I mean, can we seriously not find a guy who even wants to try and return a punt? Why have we just conceded that area of the game? Wherever you punt it to, that's where we'll start. That's where we'll take it. You know, that part of the, that part of the field position game, we've just conceded completely. And, and what's with the fullback passes last night, old dog? Last week, it was the play action pass. Last night, it was the pass to Munzenmeyer. The, the darling of the receiving core, Fred Munzenmeyer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, Derek, I just, I'm, I'm still at a total loss. I mean, I am, there is not enough McCallum scotch in this world <laughs> to erase what happened in my oh mind my last gosh, night. Oh my gosh, man. It, you know, and, and, and I mean, and these folks have been distilling scotch for over 300 years. They've got 55 gallon barrels sitting somewhere in Scotland and I could drink it all. And, and it still would not erase the dismal feeling I had about watching the Bulldogs last night. We can't run the ball. We can't block. We can't stop anybody. And, you know, and like I we said. We just basically can't do a, we cannot do anything football related. <laughs> and here's, and the thing that's so disappointing to me is, you know, there's just nothing good. There's nothing good for me to hang my hat on. You know, last week, up till this week, we could say things like, well, you know, the defense is playing pretty good. They're tackling. They're getting after it. They're giving up these big plays. I mean, the touchdown we gave up to Lafayette, the touchdowns that we gave up to um, Mallet and his crew, you know, were basically busted coverages, you know. But, man, last night, that was nothing. There was no trickeration. There was nothing special about that. There were no big plays. We're talking t- night when we had to have a stop. We get a 93-yard drive on 10 plays, man, just pounding it. And and I don't know if you listened to any of our calls from yesterday, but the one, and and I didn't listen to them until this morning, and the one I felt so bad about is one guy called in, and it was before we played, and he was watching the Alabama-Arkansas game, and he was saying, you know, I'm really feeling good. I'm watching this Alabama-Arkansas game. I'm watching oh, yeah. Arkansas play, and oh, I know. I mean, if he has not put a bullet in his head today, I had that same thought. Only God is on his side. I had that same thought. You had that thought too. There's not a Georgia fan out there who didn't think to himself at the start of the fourth quarter, "Wow, Arkansas." pretty damn good if arkansas is giving alabama this much trouble then maybe we're not so bad there you tell me you didn't think that old dog you know you did i know you did everybody thought that you couldn't be a dog fan and not think that but of course at the end of the day what does bama do at the end of the day bama takes care of business one way or the other One way or the other, Alabama's going to take care of business because they are not going to lose. 
No. Their guys are serious from top to bottom. Staff, players, everybody. Those guys are serious. Um, you might want to hang your hat on the fact that we had more total yards in Mississippi, old dog. Yeah, you know, uh, three hundred eighty-seven yards I, I, total I, offense. You know, I I could really care less. We had five drives of nine plays or longer, there old is, dog. There is nothing that you could tell me about last night's game that's positive. How about the fact that we had three running backs combine for a hundred and thirteen you know, yards rushing? <sighs> You know, and I tell you, I'd be happy with run running back. I'm just, I'm totally disgusted with our running back situation, this business that we've got to have. You know, I mean, it was Caleb King's back, and, you know, that was supposed to give me a Woody, you know, and all of this stuff. I mean, you know, teams win with with one running back. I remember winning national championships with one, Let, one okay. running back. Whoa, whoa. I remember winning SEC champions with one. Running back. Settle down, back. Walter Cronkite. Okay, come back I to mean, the present. I mean, who, who, who nowadays has other other than us? Who thinks you've got to have this great running back rotation? And I'm telling you, South Carolina, although they lost to Auburn last night, is going to be real good. They've got one running back who, God knows, I wish we had been able to recruit it. He's so damn good, the other running back has tra- wants to transfer. Because <laughs> he sees the writing on the wall. We're like, oh, shit, it don't matter. We'll let everybody play because this is like Little League, and everybody's got to have a chance at it. How about a running game? They're not looking in the damn stands. And saying, look, you up there with your shirt off and grease paint on your damn chest that's green or gold or red or whatever with a U on it, why don't you come down here and run? Because we are so damn pitiful. We need, because all of our three running backs are gassed, come on in and let's give you a shot. Is there anybody in that watched that game last night that doesn't think, our strength and conditioning program is in the shitter. I'm telling you, I I don't know what to say. But you're talking about fans being suited up. Let's talk about our offensive line. Uh, if we're going to talk about strength program, let's talk about offensive line. Let's just let's just because talk about getting manhandled they offensive just, line they, and defensive line. We got we got manhandled by Mississippi State, whose stadium holds. 56,000 people. Their defensive line came through our offensive line like our like we weren't even there. No. Hell, the second play of the game, poor Aaron Murray is on his back. You know what I mean? I mean, like, we held him out of the backfield for one whole play last night. On the second play of the game, Aaron Murray gets sacked. Uh, this is an offensive line that's blocking, you know, and we have every single one of them started games last year. We have tons of experience. This is a, you know, we have running backs. Carlton Thomas, according to the announcers in the game last night, Carlton Thomas comes in and provides a spark, you know. He had 22 yards on eight carries, which was a 2.8 yard average. But he got 15 <laughs> on one carry, which if you take the 15 off the one, the other seven carries, he had seven yards on seven carries. You know, and that's, and I mean, that's the spark that we're looking for. And not for. only that, the only reason 
your third string running back needs to be in the game is because number one and two are are crippled or you're ahead by 40 points. Man. Well, Sean Ely, our feature back, I say that term loosely, tongue-in-cheek, our feature back had 10 carries for 36 yards. Our quarterback had seven carries for 32 yards. When your quarterback has the highest yards per carry of any rusher on your team, that's not good. It, it, it's worse than not good. I, it, no. it, it defies, you know, I, there's nothing good to talk about here, dog fans. No, there isn't. We and have no offensive line. We have no running game. We have really no passing game because we, we have no offensive line. And we are a team in total disarray. And, I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about should Rick go, should he stay, you know, should he be the athletic director, should we make him president of the university. Hell, should he be president of the United States? I don't know. He might be a good president of the United States, but I'm telling you, the, our coaching staff has lost total control of this team, and we really have absolutely no clue as to what we are doing. It, it is, I mean, you would, we would have probably done better offensively if we had put in 20 plays and just stuck them in a hat and pulled them out one at a time and said, this is what we're going to run. You know, there are people out there, old dog, saying that uh, Coach Rick is thinking about calling me and you up. To maybe, he's thinking about calling you up to run the offense and calling me up to run the defense. And maybe we just take over as coordinators. What do you think? I would, I would love that, but I tell you, I would love it switched. I would love to run the defense. I would love to run the offense. Because I, I tell you, I tell you, I, I would be Jolie Dunn the second. <laughs> there would be so much, and, and I tell you what, is there anybody out there that thinks we made a good decision in getting Todd Grantham instead of Manny Diaz? Uh, I mean, our tennis coach, Manny Diaz, <laughs> could coach a better defense than Todd Grantham can. Oh, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying, we're try- I'm trying to keep, we got to keep the explicit so, tag and, off and, the and, show. And, and, and take, and take that out, but I am, I'm saying this right now. Manny, both Manny Diaz's, <laughs> the UGA tennis coach and the Mississippi State defensive coach can call a better defensive game than Todd Grantham can. And it wasn't the big plays that we gave up last night. You know, it really wasn't. No, it was just them drill. I mean, it, it's just, it was just pathetic. <laughs> it, and I mean, there, we're, there beyond, is no- we're way beyond the doomsday show. We're way beyond feeling bad, being upset. They, you know, there's nothing. It's just nothing. There's nothing to talk about. There, there isn't. I mean, it is. Except you need a, to prepare yourself, dog fans. You need to prepare yourself time. for the serious possibility of a winless SEC slate. I mean, we really, you know, I do think we'll beat. I know. I think we will beat Colorado. But you know, every time I say we might go winless in the SEC, somebody says, "Well, you got to play Vanderbilt." Well, let me tell oh. you something, man. I, I have no reason to believe after last night that we are a damn lock to beat Vanderbilt in any way, shape, or fashion. No, and and I mean we have, and and again we have we are we are digressing. I know, and let and I I'm not gonna you know AJ Green's not on the field, but I'm telling you that we got bigger problems than AJ Green can't solve either. I'll tell you this: I'm happy though at least. Bobo did take the blame 
At least he didn't throw his own players under the bus. He said, I didn't do a good job of getting us ready to play. I didn't do a good job of executing and uh, of executing the play calling, and that falls on me as a coach. If you and can't finish, you can't win in this league. We moved the ball well, but we didn't finish, and basically that's on me. Yeah, I, you know, again, going back to it, you can make all the excuses in the world you want to. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We are just, at this point in time, we're a program out of control. I mean, Rick has lost the reins of the program. I mean, the only thing we lead the SC in at this point is a rest. I know, and that's and let me tell you something. That ain't Penn Wager's fault either. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean Penn when, when sure I didn't look, do us any favors. Penn Wager sure is, didn't do us any favors last night, but you know. But he didn't hurt us. No, I, I mean this is the first game I think he's officiated that you really can't say we lost this because of his being there. Right. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I mean, it it it, it just it it. It saddens me to to be to talk like this because I love Coach Rick. I wish he was my next door neighbor. I wish he was my Sunday school teacher. You're about to swerve into Thanksgiving show. And but he has got to step up, and he has got to do something to change the direction of this program because we have steadily gone downhill, except for a little. A little blip in 08, we are, I mean, we've got these great players, we've got this, we've got that, and yet we continue to backslide. <sighs> and I don't know, I mean, what? I don't know what the answer is. I'll tell you this. There's no question. To, to, I mean, to swerve the show a little bit back to last night, I'll tell you this. If you'd have told us, you know... Man, it seems like a hundred years ago when we were all when we were talking about the Grantham three four and how excited we were about this defense and what they were doing and I, I can't even remember that those days hardly. It seems like a, a hundred years ago, but you know Aaron Murray was making mistakes last night and didn't have his best game. But you know Aaron Murray is only in his fourth game as a college football player. You know on the yeah. field. You, if you'd have told me before the season that we had 10 returning starters, you know, we used to have this whole theme. Well, we've got 10 returning starters on offense, and we've got a new quarterback. The 10 returning starters, though, they're going to take the heat off the new guy. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, usher him into the SEC. They're going to protect him. We're going to let him grow, let him develop as a quarterback. Those 10 returning starters, are going to take the heat off of Aaron Murray. If you'd have told me back then that three games in, four games in, we were going to be one and three, we were going to be three games lost in a row, we were going to be 0 and three in the SEC, and pretty much the best player on our offense, the only team, the only player on our offense really showing any grit besides Chris Durham. Chris Durham is doing his damn job and did his job last night pretty well. If you told me that the star of the offense was going to be Aaron Murray and that Ely and King and the offensive line and A.J. Green and all these other guys, Orson Charles, you know, we have a guy named Orson Charles on our team. 
if you told me all those guys were going to be MIA and Aaron Murray was going to be the guy with the guts, the guy with the balls, the guy with trying to make plays, I know he's making mistakes and throwing the ball right at Mississippi State players, and he probably should have had four picks last night. You know, well, what would have it mattered? At the end of the day, it didn't matter, which is what no, I, this is what I was talking about in the third quarter. You know, for a team that's only going to score six points in 58 minutes, hell, this game was lost at halftime. If all you're going to do is score six points, it don't matter if Mississippi State's got seven, if they've got ten, or if they got 50. It don't matter. If you're destined to score six points, ain't nothing else matters. No, I mean, it was, it was abysmal. It really was, and, and I'm telling you right now, if I were Aaron Murray, who I've got all the respect for in the world, I'd be looking for another school to go to. Oh, don't, don't, we couldn't stand that old dog, not after Mettenberger. We couldn't stand that. No. Uh, between Mettenberger and Christian LeMay, we can't stand to lose Aaron Murray, okay? So don't do, let's not be talking about that. No, and, and I mean, and, and you're right. I mean, he is the shining spark. Of our of our offense, he's the only thing we got. Where's our pass rush, old, old dog? Where are the blitzes and the pass rush and the pressure on the quarterback? They're they're with me, and that's why I need to take over. <sighs> I mean, it, it it's really. I mean, it is. We have Georgia football at this point is almost a joke. And who would have ever, ever thought that? And who would have ever thought I would say that? Mm. 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 I mean, this is, this is a program that produced Bill Stanfeld, Fran Tarkington, Herschel Walker, Jake Scott. I mean, it is, and we're losing to Mississippi State. Hell, bring it for the people who are less than seventy-five years old. This is the program that look at the guys in the look at. This is the the team that produced guys like Will Witherspoon and Thomas Davis and Trey Battle. Hell, this is the team that produced NFL stars like Asher Allen. I mean, you know, you know, hell, but the, I would take some Asher Allen right now, man. If yeah, I who, who cares? I'm, I mean, at this point. At this point, look, I mean, but even to make my point is you look at the great teams that we had. You look at the team in 1976 that played Pittsburgh in the Sugar Bowl for a, for a possible national championship. You look at, at 80, 81, and 82. Those teams didn't produce throngs of NFL pro football stars but they played as teams because they were well coached. They cared about each other and they cared about being a Georgia Bulldog. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to call out everybody on the team. I really don't think they care about what well, maybe some do, but I don't think the majority of them really give a damn where they're playing. I don't think they have any love for the university and they could they could be at Georgia, they could be at Tennessee, they could be at Florida, they could be anywhere they want to. They just think maybe I'm going to get to the pros, maybe I'm not. But I'm telling you, there is not, from what I saw last night, there's not a person on that team that gave that cares as much about Georgia football as me or you. Uh, that may you know, and 
We used to say that about Matthew Stafford. That used to be kind of the knock on Matthew Stafford. You had guys like David Green who really cared about being Georgia Bulldogs. And then you had a guy... And, I, you know, I'm not knocking Stafford. I mean, you know, it's it's just a different way of looking at things. But you had guys who we always thought, you know, Stafford was like, it's a stepping stone to the pros. You know what I mean? Georgia's a stepping stone to the pros. And really, I mean, Georgia and Georgia's traditions and what Georgia cares about, that's not what they care about. You know, they care about getting to the pros. And uh, you're right. I mean, that's a, it's a different mentality. There's no doubt about it. If you're there because you want to be seen and you want to rip your helmet off and show your face to the camera so your agent knows where you are and you're just on your way somewhere else, then, yeah, you, you really don't care about what a big deal it is to lose to Vanderbilt between the hedges. You know, you don't really care about that fourth quarter chant where we hold up four fingers and we talk about how important it is to own the fourth quarter. And what that even means, what we're talking about when we talk about owning the fourth quarter from a standpoint of we're going to be in better shape and we're going to be conditioned and this is our stadium and our house. You know, I grew up old dog just like you did, man. I used to go to Georgia games when I was a little kid. And my dad would say stuff to me like, man, we own the fourth quarter. Or stuff like, we don't lose on TV, you know? Or, we don't lose in Athens. I mean, there were all these things about Georgia football, things that, like, it meant something. It was important. Georgia football players care about this kind of stuff. It's important to be a bulldog. It's important not to lose on TV. Hell, it's important not to play on Thursday, Things like that are important, and nowadays they just seem a little lessened. They don't seem as important as they used to. They don't care, and you go back to some of our great teams, and you name some of the guys, some of the captains, some of the stars. They're not pro football players. Jeff Pyburn, Frank Ross, Knox Culpepper. David Green. Will like, Will, go, Must, just, Will Muschamp. Go back to Kirby David. Smart. Yeah. You talk about people like that, man, they're not in the pros. But they cared about doing the best they possibly could. And they laid, they laid it all out. Wayne Radloff. I mean, that guy was a missing link between Cro-Magnum Man and Homo Sapien. But I'm telling you what, he knocked some damn heads off and he knew he was, well, actually he ended up playing for the Falcons for a little while. But I mean, those guys laid it on the line for the University of Georgia. The Weaver brothers. I mean, you know, it just it just goes back and back, and we're to the point now where I don't think we've got a whole lot of people on our team that really care about the tradition of Georgia football and what it means, and it disgusts me. Dog fans, that's going to about do it for this show. <laughs> There's just nothing else to talk about. I mean, I'm not going to sit around and play the game the useless game on September 26th of whether or not Rick should be fired or whether or not he should go or whether he should stay, whether he'll make it to the end of the season. We're not going to even talk about that right now because that's it's useless to talk about that right now. Well, here, here's the deal. He's our coach till we beat Georgia Tech. Right. So we have got to, uh, we've got to keep playing. If you're pulling for the dogs to lose – because you want Rick gone and you think a 1 in 10 is the best way to get that done, then you don't have any right to be in my damn stadium. Um, yeah, and, 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 and as far as I'm concerned, it's, I'm telling you, last night's loss and this idiot getting arrested last night. 
I know that you think sealed, that's the final that straw sealed, and that sealed the it, deal. It is. But you know, you know what I'm talking about, old dog. You know there are people out there that are saying things like, I hope we lose the rest of the way because I want to make sure that Rick is gone. And that's just and if you ever say that to my face, if anybody says that to my face, I'm gonna punch you in the friggin' nose. And I'll light you on fire, and I won't piss on you. Put it out. Right. Okay. But um, so that's just where I'm at on that. Yeah. No. I mean, it. What's gonna happen is gonna happen. You've got one idea of what's gonna happen. I've got another. But right now, we've we we've got what we've got. We've got the coaches. We've got. We've got the players we've got. And I'm a bulldog they, on Friday, and, I'm a bulldog on Saturday, and I'm a bulldog on Sunday. And it and don't hopefully matter. hopefully we're never bulldogs on Thursday night. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? If they go 1-10, I still love the bulldogs. I'm still going to buy my season tickets. I'm still going to be excited about next season's kickoff. Hey, I'm, I'm a bulldog fan all absolutely. day, all day, every day. I was there. I was there in 79. And I was there through the golf years, and I will be there until the day I die. Exactly. I just want to. I just want to see us play to our potential, and that is something we're not doing right now. Yeah, and I, you know, and I'm mad, and I'm upset, but I'm really, I'm really just sad, and I'm, I'm despondent. And you're disgusted. <laughs> and I'm disgusted. But, but it doesn't mean I'm. It doesn't mean anything about the way I feel about our players. The way I feel about our program, I mean, I'm disgusted, and I want it to change, and I want it to be different, but um, but I'm still a bulldog all day. And always day. will be. Absolutely. And that's all I got to say about this show. And next week, we get ready to go to Colorado, and that's all there is to it. So, dog fans, thanks for listening. We, Oh, by the way, we did get a ton of calls. And most of them we can't play. We and most of what I said we can't calls. play. <laughs> we can't play those calls that you guys call in. I appreciate the vigor. I appreciate the passion. But, guys, we cannot play. When you are deep in a bottle of Jack Daniels and every third word is the F word, I cannot play. I can't edit that thing enough. If I edit all the bad words out, it's only going to be like three words. So, it's, hey, Derek, old dog, go dog. Go dogs. <laughs> so thanks for the calls, guys. I cannot play them all, but thank you very much. Keep them coming. Keep the emails coming. I really love getting a feel for what your feedback is and getting a feel for what you're thinking, even though I can't always put it on the show. But thanks for listening, dog fans. Um, we're kind of beyond the Doomsday episode now. We're on the other side of Doomsday, and this is just us, you know. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know where I am. I haven't been here before. Dog fans, thanks for listening. Go dogs. Hey, Derek and old dog. This is Bradleton Dog. Boy, this one really, really, really hurts. 0-3 um, in SEC play. The last time this happened was 1993, I believe. I, guys, I don't know what to say. The only thing I can say, I just wanted to make a point of this. I don't necessarily know if we can completely hang a lot of this on Coach Grantham and the D this, this week. And the reason is I feel like that they were on the field a lot tonight. Uh... 
one of two things is going to happen out of this, and I think this, this is a direct, I'm directly addressing the, our offensive scheme. We're either going to continue to do this same stuff out of the same formations with the same scheme and our same game plan over and over and over, and we're going to average 14 points a game in SEC play, or we're going to do something to change. And those are the, that's the only thing we can do at this point. Um, I don't know what to say. You know, I, I know you guys put a lot of calls. I don't know if you got my last one about, I think I asked you a question, Derek, about maybe us converting to the spread a little bit more of a truer look. I don't know. It's it's pretty pretty obvious that our offensive line really struggles in the blocking scheme they're currently in, and that's not a knock to anybody, but it's just we got to do something, boys. We're one and three. I don't want us to continue on this. Let's get together. Heading west. Go dogs. Derek Old Dog, this is Mark in St. Pete Beach, Florida. Um, I'm done, guys. I, I'm tired of putting the effort and time into following this team that seems to be aggressive. And I, I thought that maybe we were on par with Kentucky, but we're below that. We're at the bottom of the conference. We're not getting any better. And I think it's time that we think about making the ultimate move, removing Mark Rick, moving all the coaches, and starting over. Because this is a second ship, fellas, and it's not going to be resurrected with this group. I have zero confidence in our leaders, and I'm sure you're getting a lot of messages just like this. It is doomsday, fellas. The dogs might actually go winless in the conference. Eric and old dog. Kyle from Augusta, previously Athens. So I think uh, one of the biggest problems we've had the past couple of years is that our players don't get juiced up to play. They look like zombies running around out there on the field. Nobody throws a block. Nobody throws a blow. Nobody manhandles anybody on the field. I'd like to see somebody like Chris Peterson come in and see what he can do with uh, a team from the SEC that's got big games every week. If he can get his team up to play Nevada and San Jose State every week, I think he can get the dogs up to play Florida and and Mississippi State even. Anyways, just want to see what you guys think. You do a great job. No, sorry, Derek. I'm on the dog side. I'm done. Fire them all. Hi, this is uh, Doug Dog out of Columbus, Georgia. Guys, uh, I just have to say I'm with old dog on this, except I'm going one further. We need to fire the whole coaching staff. This is just an abysmal performance. The team isn't motivated. Uh, I'm, I'm, we got our asses whipped tonight, guys. That's all I got to say. Dog has technical support. Washington. I, I, panicked at the beginning of the game because I couldn't get the bandwidth to have the game streamed on uh, on the computer because it's not on TV here in the D.C. area. Let me tell you, they should have kept it off offline, off the air. I don't even know where to begin. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Play calling by Bobo, 
by Bobo and the lack of discipline on defense. This team, for all its alleged talent, can't play for shit. Sorry, it's a PG show. Can't play for poop. I'm just disgusted. I'm I'm not even going to watch the end of this game. Um, oh, look. As they look up, the Mississippi State's on the one-yard line, about to go in to score again. I think I'm going to go have a scotch. This is not Kool-Aid. This is medicinal purposes. Go logs, I think.